Please listen carefully. Welcome to the Rick and Dodd Show. Two dudes, a podcast, and some laughs. Prepare to be underwhelmed. And away we go. Okay, so we're back again this week. Uh, we were just talking a little before hitting record, and you said you were uh, going to be taking off Friday for uh, the Switch. So do you have yep. a, a countdown clock running uh, in pretty much in your site at all times? Uh, so I, I sense it. And so what's like really funny, like tick with like I each, feel, each pulse beat. I, I feel it. I can actually just like, I, I, I feel it in my veins. It's like, I have, I have the entire, uh, cast of Lay Miz inside of me right now <laughs> <laughs> singing. Can you hear the people sing? <laughs> and, uh, and I'm, you know, I'm excited. I, I was actually figuring something out. Um, so I, I bought a top loader last weekend. Which a Nintendo, is what exactly? Uh, it is a NES, um, the second model of the NES that came out here in America and Japan. And uh, it loads cartridges from the top, unlike the system that a lot of people are familiar with, which loads uh, cartridges sideways in like a VCR. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I picked one of those up. Because uh, there was a convention here, and I was actually thinking, uh, I've gotten a system. I've acquired a new kind of system for the entire month of February, every week. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, it, and then uh, <laughs> the entire week, the entire month of February, I've bought a new system, and or, or acquired a new system because most of these I didn't actually really pay for. I got a Game Boy Micro, uh, you know, ten bucks, no biggie. I got a, I had a coworker give me a PS3 for free, you know, that's number two. I got the Nomad for trade credit, and the top loader I got last weekend, I uh, traded Magic cards for basically. <laughs> and uh, so yeah, like, okay, it's like all right, just. New systems, and then I'm planning on this weekend to take off, you know, take off Friday to not only get the Switch, there's other stuff I wanted to, I've been putting off a lot of personal stuff, and hopefully the half day I'm taking on Thursday and Friday actually help me get caught up on some of that. Like, you know, I need a haircut that I've been putting off for like, I don't know, like months. Mm-hmm. I need to get new tires in my car inspected that I've been putting off for like a year. That's why it's easy for me to do all the haircut stuff because I just shave my own head and that's not a problem. So, yeah, <laughs> I know I'm not there yet. I'll get there one of these days. But yeah, I mean, I I don't pick it. I just use the the beard and mustache trimmer. So there's there's a little bit of hair left, um, but uh, not exactly uh you know the full the full uh skin tight bick type thing. But it it definitely uh makes it a little bit easier to do a five minute haircut as opposed to needing to go out and. <laughs> Hit, hit up great clips or sport clips or whatever other clips are out there to, to figure it out. <laughs> I want to open up a, a a chain of haircut places called Clip Clips. I was just thinking the same joke. So it basically, yeah. you just it just shows clips of movies while you're getting your haircut <laughs> and you're uh, you're good to go. Just totally out of context. Just like the wrong clips, like just the you know, or or just. Depending depending on your clientele, just depends on like what clips you show, or just it just it's basically just shows talk show reruns because all they're doing is bringing people on and showing clips of the new movies that they're coming out. So it's basically oh, yeah. just a, just another uh, a format for them to to push their wares. 
or or every time you get a haircut, you have to pitch a you have to pitch a project you're working on. <laughs> <laughs> and depending on if uh, if it's good or not, you don't have to pay for your haircut. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's that's their tip. Like so, yeah, you can keep a copy of my new DVD. Uh, all's ends well with a free haircut. I don't know where I was going with that. That was pretty bad. <laughs> but. So I had a, a pretty eventful weekend having to do some work and get caught up on some stuff. But then with the uh, kind of the aftermath of the, the flood from last week, which uh, <laughs> I was able to get uh, uh, at least get out of the standing water and not look like a deer in the headlights. Uh, we had some uh, work get done. So I basically moved everything out of the room, uh, had a buddy come over and we moved the, the couch out of couch slash futon, which is a, a wonderful Ikea uh, product. Uh, that looks much like a couch and transforms into a, a full like queen bed that's not really a pullout or a futon at the same time. So um, we were able to move that out since it was pretty light um, and have the room empty. Uh, guys came in and were ripping up the carpet and cutting off pieces of the walls that they got hit by moisture and stuff like that. Um, so that was trying to do that while also produce a video, a demo video that has uh, animation and voiceover and all of that stuff doesn't really work well together. Um, so I, I was trying to, to multitask as much as I could, but that really wasn't, wasn't going so well. So while doing work here and there, then I was also watching the SCG indie coverage uh, mm -hmm. for the, the modern open that was out there. Um, since it was uh, Patrick Sullivan and Cedric Phillips doing doing the coverage, so uh, yeah. even just listening to those guys, not necessarily even covering modern, but just in general, uh, was a because a, a good respite while a respite uh, while uh, waiting for some of the work that I needed to to work on actually get back to me have the pounding hammers and saws get done behind me and then <laughs> like vacuums and these super massive like dehumidifiers going. Um, oh yeah, that's right. Oh God, those things suck. And so, I mean, basically they cut out the ply or they cut out the drywall from about knee height around the, the cubby around our washer dryer. Um, and then into the other room with the dehumidifiers being in the other room, but there's, basically a hole at the bottom of the wall that just noise comes through. So now it's just like, I feel like odd and I have like this tick going because we had those like massive dehumidifiers going from Saturday to like Monday. And so there was like, you know, tons of like white noise or just like this big, like super vacuum suck going on. Um, like the, uh, the, uh -huh. end, the end of space balls. Um, <laughs> and so now it's just sitting there. Like, I'm like, what's going on? Is something missing? Et cetera, et cetera. So, um, it's too quiet exactly uh so at least we got that done and now we're just waiting for them to come back and, and fix everything so um but over the weekend i was at least distracting myself from both work and the the destruction of the construction in the apartment here uh with some, some good scg coverage so that was that was it was good to kind of see the coverage going on a lot of the uh newer decks getting played um and even if i wasn't out playing i was able to uh to actually just uh to, to watch some of it over the weekend. Yeah, I uh, so I got the so I got the top loader at the playthrough convention we talked about last week, and uh, that was pretty fun. Like, so we I went with my roommate and just to check it out because I'd never been to like a convention before, or especially one that was local, and I wanted to see what all the hubbub was about and to see if it would be worth going back to. Mm -hmm. So. We bought our tickets. It was like 27 bucks for a two-day pass. So I was like, 
at worst, easy like 15 bucks a day, basically. At worst, I lose 15 bucks to figure out, you know, to see if the place is worth going to or not. And, you know, add my, added my little guidebook app and uh, checked out a couple panels and everything and um, and went through, you know, went through, saw some video game vendors. A lot of stuff was overpriced. Um, but I did find a game that I had been looking for for a really long time that I basically, there are very few games or things that I tell myself if I see it, I'm going to buy it. Mm-hmm. And one of this is an unlicensed copy of Tetris on the, on the Nintendo Entertainment System. And so it's uncommon. I've kind of got a thing for puzzle games. And I was like, oh, this is going to be a really cool piece to add to my collection. So, you know, I went over and traded for Ink Moth Nexus to the one vendor that was buying cards for cash. And three Spiring Vantage. And got myself a copy of Tank and Tetris. And I was like, cool. You know, I was content. And I check out the free arcade, which is arguably the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) It consisted of a jukebox, uh, which is not an arcade game. I don't know if uh, <laughs> at least it's not an arcade unless it. you're. Yeah, it, unless you're high, it's not an arcade game. Fair point. So, <laughs> uh, a slot machine that didn't pay anything out, two or three pinball tables, and then uh, a copy of NBA uh, NBA Hang Time Blitz Cabinet by Midway, which was kind of cool. Um, and something called Disco Duck, uh, which uh, basically is like rudimentary DDR. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, in a, in a multi-cade that wasn't really responsive and the games you would basically find at a bar if you were drunk. Cause in like some of the, a lot of the stuff was broken in certain ways. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> um, yeah, it was great. Uh, <laughs> so that, that was great, but I ended up, uh, so I ended up leading me to get the top loaders. I went back through and I was already kind of mad because I'm like trying to put together a dream class, uh, Sega Dreamcast collection. And one of the first vendors I went up to uh, had most of the merchandisers reproduction stuff. And um, I've never been to the point where I've been incredibly upset at reproduction stuff, uh, which is basically people make illegal copies of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it helps with games that tend to be not very uh, that tend to be very expensive or not released or homebrews. And I've it's it's something that I've not like openly supported, but I've never been like poo pooed. Yeah. Until I went to this vendor who proceeded to have over half of the merchandise be reproduction stuff. Okay. Um and the problem with that is that they were reproducing games like Jet Grind Radio, which is like a $20 game that does not need a reproduction variant that I'm paying you $8 for a CDR that you burned in your mom's kitchen. Exactly. Um, and then they had N64 stuff, and that's that's actually – like the, the Dreamcast stuff really set me off. And then I saw the N64 reproduction carts they were doing and what they were charging for them, and I was, I was livid. Uh, they were doing games like Mario Kart. Mario Kart's a $40 game, right? Mario Kart 64. It, it's mm-hmm. pretty common. You're going to find it if you start to build a collection. Uh, and, you know, it's not hard to find. It retails for about $40 to $45. They were selling reproduction carts for $35. Well, And I was like, I was really upset. So, 
you know, there's only like four video game vendors. One of them was super overpriced. The one of them had a whole bunch of fake shit I'm not going to buy. So I'm trying to like get at this point, I'm trying to get my money's worth out of this event. And uh, (laughs) I walk by one of the vendors that I'm thinking, I've already cleaned this guy out. I got my tank and copy of Tetris. And he put out a copy of DuckTales 2, which is like a $180 game. And a, a Maxi 15 cart, which is a multi uh, uh, a cartridge that has multiple games on it for the Nintendo. And I was like, oh, shit, I really want that cart. And uh, so I was talking about it, you know, talking back and forth. And he pointed out a couple times to me and I walked back, back by and I go, man, I'm like, I don't know which one of these things I'm going to be able to take home with me. Referring to basically that or um, uh, DuckTales of the cart. And I mentioned I had interest in the top loader. He goes, I'll cut you a deal on all of it. You know, one of those deals that somebody throws out because they really don't think you're going to take it. Yeah. But I took it. And because uh, <laughs> I walked right over to the vendor and said, all right, I'm going to sell you X amount of dollars in cards. And <laughs> walked right back over to this other guy. So uh, it was funny. As he was wrapping up the, uh, the top loader for me, this kid, he was actually playing. He was using the top loader to play games for people. And he's like wrapping it up and this kid runs over to start playing it. And he's like, hey, bud, you got to stop. I'm selling this. <laughs> and the kid just ignores him. And I'm sitting there and I'm going to be like, and I'm, I was, I was going to like let the kid play around with Super Mario Bros. 3 a little bit. Um, but he was like, no, man, I'm selling it. <laughs> and like the kid just like the dad's the kid's dad comes over to see like what the hell the problem is or yeah. whatever. And I'm like. Man, I look at the guy. I'm like, man, I feel like the Grinch, and he's like, "You should, man." <laughs> and uh, uh, so, but I mean, and, that's also on the vendor too. I mean, if he's selling yeah. shit, then like letting people play it or like selling something while somebody's playing mm-hmm. it is also like not your fault as like another patron coming in to like. Yeah, it's just like if you're going somewhere and like somebody's like staring at you know a muffin, and you come in and hey, can I get that blueberry <laughs> muffin? And somebody's like. Well, I was really looking at that muffin. It's like, well, okay, you <laughs> could have done the same thing. Yeah, I think what puts the, the cherry on the cake for that is I only spent twenty five bucks out of pocket on all that stuff because I got the rest of the money from selling some magic cards that are got reprinted, <laughs> and uh, I made him throw in uh, the dog bone controller instead of the regular NES controller. He goes, "Yeah, I had an employee test it, and he said it was a hundred percent unresponsive." So I'm like. I don't trust your employees. Mm-hmm. And so I get it home and I try it out and sure enough, it's not working. And I go, well, shit, because I couldn't find any of my other controllers to, you know, end up playing it. it. Yeah. So I end up going upstairs, getting a little screwdriver. You know, I make the situation work. I find an NES max pad and uh, another NES controller and I take, I open up the back of it and uh, <laughs> I said at that picture in our group chat, the controller was just unplugged. <laughs> It's, and I'm sitting there, and there's like a huge like thing across the back that says 100 unresponsive. So I unscrew it, and I'm you know I'm like kind of like oh man because the screws are a little the the screws have been exposed to some kind of moisture, and I'm like well shit maybe this whole thing's shot. And I open it up, plug the controller in, and it's fine. It works. So like <laughs> it was just. It was just ridiculous. Like that's why you don't trust. That's why I don't trust employees. Because due diligence, due diligence. So uh, with uh, with some of that 
uh, getting to, to the end of the weekend, did you end up watching uh, any of the Oscars last night? Uh, was that, uh, what was that, Sunday sorry, night? Sunday night. I completely forgot what day it was, too. So, yeah, so two days ago was the Oscars, not last night. Yeah, uh, no, because I also got, I, no, you just got me concerned. I was like, I thought today was Tuesday. <laughs> but, like, that, I told, told, told you about the migraines before. I was like, I wasn't quite sure all of a sudden. <laughs> um, but, no, I did not get a chance to watch uh, watch any of the Oscars. I basically watched them all rats instead. No, that's a, a good choice, too. Like I, I, I was, unfortunately, working through most of it. I was finishing up the uh, production on that video since I finally got all the pieces I needed for it. Um, so I was I was doing that to, to do basically, you know, four hours worth of editing for a, a six-minute uh, video. Um, but uh, in there, uh, I, I mean, we had watched the Golden Globes when they were on. Um, and, I, I mean, I knew a lot of the... Uh, the contenders and, and things like that mm-hmm. and, and a lot of what was going on. And so apparently there was a lot of activity at the end, um, which, which was, you know, exciting one way or another. And, and there, it's been a lot of coverage locally, uh, in Chicago based off of, um, uh, Gary from Chicago and some of the tourists being on there, uh, as, as one of the, the big things. Um, but the, one of the, the movies that I usually like every year, I'm like, okay, I want to see all the movies, for that are you know the big Oscar darlings and stuff like that, but I never mm-hmm. get around to it. Um, some years I'm a little bit more bummed about not being able to get to it than others. Um, but uh, I mean, this year I really did want to see Moonlight before the ceremony yeah. came around, um, and so I, I haven't gotten able to yet. But I I, I plan to kind of do it sometime soon because um, I mean I've I've heard I've a couple other people have, uh, have seen it and they said it, it's amazing. Um, after seeing, uh, um, some of the stuff from the, the golden globes and then seeing Mahershala Ali, um, who's that dude's amazing yeah, by the way, who's that's, I, I'm glad you think so because if not my, my next point where I'm taking the conversation w- would be uh, off <laughs> or not. Um, uh, saw him on like the daily show, saw him on a couple other things and he's, he's just amazing outright. So I, I haven't seen it yet for what I've seen of the movie with clips of him in it. He is just like, he even, cause I believe he, he won the award for, uh, best actor in a supporting role. I want to say, um, yeah. yes, he did. So, yeah, so, so he won that. So like, I mean, I've heard from many people that he just steals the show out of the entire movie, even if he's not, you know, the main character. Um, and so he's for people who may you know have not seen the movie or just don't know of him i I mean he's been around for a number of years he's Mm -hmm. done a lot of roles um and i mean he he is one of probably i mean not any longer based on on this though but i mean he's been one of the in my book one of the the most underrated uh absolutely um and saying that with recently over the christmas break um, taking a lot of time off, uh, for like end of the year PTO, um, mm-hmm. the, the, uh, deal I made with myself was if I wasn't going to be working and I wanted to do all this other stuff, like catching up with magic or playing final fantasy and all this other stuff that at least I had to go to the gym, um, in the mornings to be able to say I was at least productive if I wanted to be a lazy ass the rest of the day. So when I was doing that, uh, I was uh, watching Luke Cage while I was at the gym, yeah. um, which is uh, 
the the latest installment of the uh, the Marvel uh, Cinematic Universe on Netflix, which the next Ooh. instance of is coming in about uh, eighteen days um, yep. on uh, Saint St. Patrick's Day for Iron Fist, uh, which I will look to. <clears> um, so stoked! But uh, Mahershala Ali plays one of the main characters in Luke Cage, and he just knocks it out of the park. Um, in there again and it's just it's another role that is it's he's an obvious villain um i saw some of the kind of the previews for luke cage when i was at comic-con last year um and like you didn't really know like who was going to play what role or like they loaded him up as a villain or they introduced them as a villain um Mm -hmm. and just kind of like shades another character is not really knowing how they were going to fall um but then you know they just they come in they stand their ground. They define or redefine the character, um, and he just kind of to knock it knocked it out of the park. Um, Absolutely. And so, I mean, just on the fact of you know the the acting performance he gets or he he put on in uh, Moonlight and the the accolades he's he's earning for that. Um, I mean, I'm hoping that you know brings more notoriety to his role in Luke Cage and just the popularity of Luke Cage on on Netflix in general. He. Uh... He actually made. He's in uh, House of Cards. Yep. And uh, he made House. So he's the only likable character in House of Cards. His character. Okay. Um, and part of the reason I made it through all of House of Cards was to follow his storyline. Kevin's, you know, Kevin Spacey's dope, but like, you know. It's not doing anything for mm-hmm. me, you know. He he left. He you know he does his Frank Underwood is really good, uh, but you know it, like those characters just none of the characters are likable because they're all kind of grimy and in that and he his character you know has his flaws but like he's played in like a sympathetic nature, which I don't think was sort of the original intention when the character first, first came around, but he's, he's really good in that. And, uh, I root for his character all the time in all a house of cards. <laughs> so that's, uh, I, I knew. And again, there's, I've seen him in tons of stuff and it's always, he's another one of those guys where like he's, he's done tons of guest spots here and there. Um, so I actually went to, to IMDb and looked up his filmography um, and saw a bunch of stuff. So it, it obviously has Luke Cage in there. Um, he was also in Hidden Figures this past year, which was another um, uh, excellent movie that was w- really well received for uh, notoriety of uh, STEM education um, and the, the role of a, a number of um, black female scientists in the, the first uh in the origination of the, the original NASA program and, and some of that mm-hmm. stuff. Um, and, and is really well done. Um, and so just kind of going through some of that, he also, he was in the hunger games. Um, I didn't see mocking Jay. So that's the one he was in. So I didn't see, see there those, but I mean, that's another big name that he's in. One of the ones that I remember him being in is in alphas, um, which was a sci-fi series. Um, huh. that was basically trying to create, um, this was around the time that uh, Heroes was around as well um, on NBC and stuff like that. But this was uh, basically getting um, like a, 
another more realistic approach to exactly what would happen if there were, uh, you know, real world, uh, not necessarily superheroes, but super soldiers in the way of the Captain America super soldier serum type thing. Um, and so that was, that only went for about, I guess about a season just because that was a kind of like a period of, uh, uh, turmoil in sci-fi, but, uh, that was a really well done performance by him. He was also in Treme, um, which is one I haven't seen yet, but uh, I absolutely love everything else that um, the writer of Treme has done, um, being The Wire and some other, some other shows uh, from the, okay. the original uh, creator of that, which is David Simon. Um, <clears throat> and there, there's a lot of people in Treme uh, that you would notice uh, that you would pick up from other areas as well. And, and kind of looking back, there's a lot of other award winners um, on the, the cast of Treme as well. Um, but that's one that's always been on my list for a while. I've just never gotten around to watching it where it was on for four seasons on HBO, um, which uh, was another one as far as the kind of like the post-Katrina New Orleans scene and trying to rebuild mm-hmm. and, and get it back up there. Um, whereas The Wire was talking about kind of like the turn of the millennium um, scene in Baltimore and a lot of the, the drug trade and everything there. Um, but having major roles in both of those. And then I just kind of going into... A couple pieces here and there for you know guest guest spots on CSI or Law and Order and and stuff like that. And then it got to me as far as the show where I completely and absolutely remember him from and was kicking myself for forgetting he was in. Um, which as soon as I saw this, I figured if it's something you haven't seen, um, this would probably be uh, at least the pilot would probably be a part of uh, the next media swap for us. Um, would be the forty four hundred. Um, and so this is one of, if I was putting together a dark horse, like list of TV shows, this would be at the top of the list. Um, and it was, it was one that really wasn't even on my radar when it was still, uh, in its prime. Um, but it was something that got recommended to me as soon as I moved to, to North Carolina, uh, out of, or out of college. Um, and started working, and we had uh, a couple of new hires that all started at the same time. Uh, there was another new hire that we were carpooling based on where we were living, um, and he recommended it to me, saying, yeah, it's one of the best ones out there. It's really, you know, um, uh, it goes under the radar, et cetera, et cetera. And I started watching it, and it was one that even then in 2005 that I binge-watched as much as I could back when Netflix still had DVDs and rented all the DVDs and, you know, ripped them and watched them as fast as I could and things like that. So, um, the 4,400 is an absolute blast. It's one that again, like every episode you would see like new people that you're recognizing like, Oh, okay. Here's a new cameo. Here's a new cameo. Here's a new like recurring role. Um, but it's, it's also a theme that's been played again multiple times, um, where there's at some point or across history, people have vanished. Um, Mm -hmm. And they just don't know what happened to them. Um, and then all of a sudden, at this point in time, when the series starts, poof, all 4,400 of those people come back. They come back to present day. Oh. But, you know, where if they were taken from 1967, they were dropped into 2004. If they were taken from 2003, they were dropped into 2004. So all these 4,400 people come back. No idea what's going on. No idea where they went. Um, to, for those people, it was basically just, um, you know, one second they're there, the next second they're in present day and at the the setting of the series. Um, and so it goes from there and there's a lot of people as far as, you know, are they pro 4,400? Are they anti 4,400? Right now it's even, you know, more uh, relevant with, uh, 
you know, pro-immigrant uh, versus isolationism, things like that. So there's mm-hmm. uh, a, a lot there that is still, uh, you know, a recurring theme. But he plays a, he plays an amazing role in there um, with uh, one of with basically his uh, his spouse uh, in the in there as being one of the. Um, actually, I believe both of them were uh, part of the 4400. One of the or both of them were of the 4400 that got taken. They have a, a child together and things like that. And so he plays uh, a very uh, well role, well rounded role uh, in there that would uh, is definitely kind of now wanting to make me go watch that again if it's available streamable anywhere. Um, but but if we can find that, that would definitely be on the the list of topics for me yep. for uh, an eventual uh, media swap for you. Yeah, I was just reading about that a little bit while you were uh, talking about that. I was reading about it, and uh, that actually sounds kind of cool. Like I could I could get behind that. Like. Yeah, I could get behind that. Is he's not crossing Jordan? Yeah, by the Wikipedia page. Yep. For and, I can't uh, put it. doing a quick search. There is the forty four hundred is on Netflix, so that is a, that is an Ooh. option for us. Oh well, I'm gonna go right now. I've been watching the uh, so the only thing I the only thing I could do yesterday. So when I get really bad migraines, uh, sinus migraines, I'm I'm out of commission. I'm super sensitive to light, and at some point I'll end up I end up being sick. And I had one of those, so I, I took some pills, you know, and just chilling in bed, turned off all the lights, and the only thing I could even remotely have on is just a little light from a screen. Noise really doesn't set anything off, but light's really mm-hmm. bad. And so, you know, I have flux in the computer, so it's nighttime, screen's dim, and the only thing I could even remotely watch was, um, because it wasn't like big and noisy and was a procedural drama is uh oj simpson versus the people an american crime story okay on netflix (laughs) and uh i basically watched that and was really excited for that and uh you know watched a little bit of that i'm gonna add this to my list there we go 4400 added to watch list excellent and um, so I was watching that and I noticed that, uh, Cuba getting junior plays OJ Simpson, mm-hmm. uh, but he plays him a little, <laughs> he, <laughs> he plays him a little bit like OJ Simpson's radio, the football star. <laughs> okay. And I don't think it's supposed to be like that. And I could just be a total asshole, but he like seems off. And some of the thought process of the character, like, look, I wasn't there. I was in 90 and what 95. I was six. Mm-hmm. I was five most of that year, you know? Uh, so I don't remember a lot of the stuff. I do remember a little bit of the Bronco chase and, uh, but now I, I'm yeah, trying to remember, was... I want to go back and I remember the Bronco chase because at that, I was with my dad that weekend. My parents were divorced a couple of years before that. Mm-hmm. So I, I was with my dad for the weekend. Uh, and that night we had went up to, uh, the mall, uh, the big mall in the area where I grew up, which was uh, Christiana mall. Uh, in uh, Christiana, Delaware, uh, and they had a Toys R Us around the corner from there, so we went there, 
um, and I ended up getting a toy that was like Power Rangers was huge at that time, um, but this was like another like Jap animation knockoff at the time. I hope it's VR um, Troopers. I don't. I don't remember the name of it. That's that's. Uh, I, I'm gonna try to to remember it. Um, looking at it, it may have been. I'd have to look at it to see because like I got I got one of the toys, um, and so this was one of like it was like one part of like a three part toy that would get assembled to do something. It definitely wasn't. Oh. It definitely wasn't Ultraman um, because since that was another kind of popular okay. one at the time, um, but this was another one that was kind of like. Uh, the next evolution of uh, from Transformers to Power Rangers to kind of something else or kind of taking some of those concepts of putting them together. So I went there, wanted to play with it, and then I just remember getting home and sitting at the house, and that's the only thing that was on TV on every channel all night long was like as I'm trying to like get all this crap out of the box and you know twist ties that are holding things to cardboard <laughs> and all of that stuff is just you know all the coverage for OJ driving or you know Al, Al Cowling's driving down uh, the freeway in the Bronco with OJ in their back and all that stuff so that like that whole like 5 p.m. to 9 p.m. when I passed out as as a uh, you know 10 year old or whatever um, was I, I just remember that like and still like playing with that toy and, and all of that stuff so that 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 Friday night is burned into my brain yeah like Oh, did I take? Okay, so now now that you have me on Netflix, I'm going through adding things to my watch list. <laughs> uh, I just added Silver Streak, which apparently is a Richard Pryor, Gene Wilder film. Yep, uh, I have not seen, so I'm gonna watch that. But so, yeah, like I, like yeah, it was just I don't know. It's I I think this is a Netflix original, and. This is like I'm, you know, like you know, I'm gonna finish it because there's only so much, uh, and the next one's probably gonna be. I don't know if they've already, you know, said what the next one's gonna be about, but it'll probably be about another famous person murdering his wife, uh, if they're setting up themes. Uh, but like, yeah, it's like I, <laughs> you just like you gotta watch some of it, some of the, some of some of the. Some of the scenes are really weird. Uh, David Schwimmer's in it. Yep, I, I did see uh, some of him um, and some of the promos that he was doing. And like from what I saw, like he was also very awkward in it as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and what's weird is that like it's people that are still alive. I think I think Robert Kardashian's still alive. Uh, uh, no, he he's passed away for a while. Oh, uh, well he's well he's dead. Um, so uh, I'll recap my statement. Uh, but like, it's just like, there's no character work around that entire, like entire series so far. I've seen, you know, Cuba Gooding Jr. I expected like some flex in from, you know, and there's, there's not a, there's nothing good. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, there's scenes, the guy who plays Johnny Cochran's pretty good. Good spoiler alert: that's his lawyer. Yep. Um, you got Nathan Lane in it. He's pretty good. John Travolta's in it, who plays a very, very, very creepy role as well. Yeah, and uh, it's you know it's weird. Um, he and then plays who? who uh, is it uh, Robert Shapiro? Yeah. Okay. 
and uh, you have the prosecutor who looks familiar, and I can't remember. Um, and was there a? So I don't remember this, and I didn't look at it. And I couldn't really find the thing. Um, the one of the prosecutors has like a heart attack in the middle of the trial. Yeah, I think somebody ended up getting hospitalized. I forget which one. Yeah. And so they've got the prosecutor and then, oh, what is his name? The black guy that's not on OJ's side. Uh, Christopher Darden. Yes, thank you. I thought it was, I thought his name was, was Christopher, but I wasn't, I wasn't sure. Uh, he does a pretty good job too. Uh, but, and, and the judges, judge is weird. He has this scene with, I'm pretty sure this person's famous and I can't figure out who this person is. Uh, the judge who plays Ido, uh, has this weird scene where he pulls out a headshot of Arsenio Hall. Like, look, I got some fail man, uh, fan mail today. <laughs> <laughs> and I just, it was just, it's weird. The whole, the whole series is just weird. Like they wanted to do something and it's just blah. So I was able to find the uh, the actual show that the toy was from. It was not VR Troopers, um, but it was Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad. Oh wow! With Cyber Squad spelled S Y B E R because it needs to be all S's. Um, and I, I knew this was a knockoff in a realm of like a bunch of stuff. So like I said, it wasn't Ultraman and stuff like that. But apparently, this is a whole subgenre of kids programming that is called American. And I know I obviously don't speak Japanese, so I'm going to butcher this, but it's American tokusatsu shows. So these are shows that uh, followed Power Rangers and Mighty Morphin Power Rangers and mm. all of the, the ilk um, that were in that realm of storytelling and kind of combination of uh, a lot of anime, Saturday morning cartoon style, things yeah. like that. Um, so these, you know, rank from Power Rangers to a bunch of stuff. Um <laughs> Which I, I think we we may have found um, uh, one one of the other podcasts that I mentioned we I listened to was uh, uh, what say you with Brian Quinn and Sal Volcano and they did uh, like live tweeting or live uh, live episodes and live commentary tracks for the the Fast and the Furious series uh, I think uh, we may have found one of our uh, uh, commentaries <laughs> uh, because this is a a list of the popular um, uh, or I I don't I. Don't know if it's popular, or at least notable uh, American Toku shows uh, that were there. So, Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad is one. Uh, right. Beetleborgs is another one. I watched um, some crap out of that as a kid. VR Troopers is one. Yeah. Um, there's another one called Common Rider Dragon Knight. That's one I've never heard of. The other ones I've heard of before. Um, the Mystic Knights of Tirnanog is another one. Um, that's one I have seen. Um, oh, I think I've seen that too. VR Troopers again, Mask Rider is another one. Um, but the one that really sticks out, which as I read it, I was like, what the hell is actually going on here? But the more I read it and saw it, I think I actually remember this being on TV, was Tattooed Teenage Alien Fighters from Beverly Hills. <laughs> um, so this is a show that did exist. <laughs> So when people tell you something shouldn't be done, don't ever let that discourage you because this show actually made it to television. Um, 
I, I will send you the the link that I Thank found you. it on from from Den of Geek. Um, and just just looking at the uh, the people in this image is ridiculous. Um, but this may be something we we have to to watch and kind of comment on again. And if we can find it in a uh, a method for um, for some of this, it's I. I Whew, there, there's a lot here where it's, you know, I, I think I have some bad ideas and, you know, but eventually other people have bad ideas and just think that this stuff should should be on TV. Um, so uh, <laughs> this is definitely a, a well that we can come back to, to to call. And so one of the things that uh, I, I looking at now, but Tim Curry um, was actually a part of Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad as one of the voices of uh, one of the villains. Uh, which yep. is interesting. Um, so very similar to uh, uh, Brian Cranston being the voice of Zordon in the original Mighty Morphin Power Rangers show, as well as in the upcoming movie, uh, which is one I'm very excited for, um, even if it will totally uh, shit the bed. Um, I'm trying to, to not watch too many of the uh, um, trailers or, or previews for it, since uh, tra- I feel like the- the people who make trailers are absolutely horrendous at not spoiling things, um, but that's a, another topic for another time. I feel like that movie should be out by now. Like, I've been seeing a whole bunch of stuff for it. Uh, and... I actually have it set as a event on my Google Calendar, so without having to look it up, I can look to see when it is. I believe it is not this week, um, but it is... It's the twenty fourth, so yeah, so it's March twenty fourth. Okay. Um, so it's it's roughly uh, three and a half weeks from today. So uh, Old Man Logan comes out this weekend, which I'm okay. stoked for. I'm gonna go see that. Um, something else comes out next weekend. I forget what it is. I don't have that on my calendar. Um, then Iron Fist comes out uh, the following weekend, um, which I'm in Vegas for a work conference over that weekend. So hopefully, I have. Uh, some downtime and I can just stay in my hotel room and binge watch that. Um, mm-hmm. And then uh, the following weekend is Mighty Morphin Power Rangers once I get back from Vegas. So uh, there's, there's some good, uh, good movies and content coming out in the next couple of weeks. Good. I'm excited. And you better watch Iron Fist cause I want to make fun of it. And <laughs> in case I want to make fun of, uh, in case I want to make fun of something in it, yeah, in that, our group chat. Well, I mean that's a, another good thing for um, being able to actually come around and, and do stuff with, um, because I mean I, I wanted to save uh, um, to to save what should we call it? Uh, Luke Cage for Amanda and I don't to watch together, um, mm-hmm. but we just never got around to it, um, and we're we're kind of backed up now. And after we're done recording um, tonight, we're actually going to go watch the. Uh, um, some of the, the behind the episodes were behind on the CW universe. Um, okay. And then, uh, from there we'll, uh, we'll move into the other ones, but it, she was a huge fan of, uh, uh, Jessica Jones, um, Me which, too. uh, which you had so uh, lovingly deemed Marvel presents superheroes fucking, um, <laughs> which was basically a very accurate, uh, subtitle for the, the first four episodes. Um, which, which based on that, I, I was surprised at the the lack of that uh, in uh, in Luke Cage. Um, just kept, you know, being the overall theme they were going with, but they went for a lot more street violence as opposed to the the uh, the intimate introduction. So I, I was good with that too. I, I yes, I. With that being said, though, I do love Jessica Jones. I recommend Jessica Jones to almost everybody. 
uh, <laughs> that I run into. I have a coworker who's like, who just like, I, she was like, what should I watch on uh, Netflix? I'm like, oh, have you watched Daredevil yet? And she's like, no. And I'm like, you should watch that. And you should probably watch Jessica Jones. I fucking, I fucking love Jessica Jones. I really like, I kind of like slow stories and, and builds. And, you know, I don't mind a little bit of melodrama, but, mm-hmm. I, you know, it was, it was dope. And I didn't mind all the fucking, like, <laughs> I, I didn't mind it all. It was a lot of it. Some of it was might not have been completely necessary. But, you know, it was a really good show. And that show really picks up after, like, episode five or six. You can, not. there's not a lot of shows I would say you can jump right in the middle of the season and you'd be fine. Jessica Jones is one of those. Like... Yeah, I mean, it was they handled the the story arcs very well. In as much as it was still very uh, arc driven, um, mm-hmm. but then also you could jump in and kind of have context pretty pretty easily and not have to have watched the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, it was it was fun. I'm excited. I like Netflix. I, I love it. Ever since I got it, I've just been hooked to it. Uh, I, I would actually cut the cord. I'd actually go completely cordless. But I can't watch Raw and SmackDown on any service outside of Hulu a day late. And sporting event coverage sucks for a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. So I like sports and I like watching wrestling live. Watching wrestling like old wrestling. Like you can watch like old, old wrestling. And uh, and you can watch like new wrestling as it happens. But, oh, speaking of that, uh, Lucha Underground is uh, coming to Netflix which is really exciting. Seasons one and two, uh, which is a, a wrestling, like a, another small wrestling promotion uh, that's actually coming to Netflix. The way to watch it now is like kind of convoluted. So it's going to be really exciting. Uh, a lot of people enjoy Lucha Underground. And it's actually set as, I believe they record Lucha Underground is like all at once. So it's like a very tight, episodic television show with wrestling matches. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm really excited about that, being able to watch that. That comes in the middle of March, too. Yeah, I've heard really good things about that as well. Uh, this <laughs> this episode should just be called Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> Rick and Don talk Netflix. I love it. Well, we, we talked about before, like other podcasts doing things like Fee Breeds. What say you mm-hmm. uh, stole uh, Fee Breeds? Uh, Pete Holmes on You Made It Weird has Pete's picks, and essentially uh, Charlotte's Web is his Pete's pick every week. Um, <laughs> and so, so, yeah, so I mean, so basically, uh, uh, the, the Rick and Don uh, read off their Netflix list can be our, our section, <laughs> our, our uh, recommendation section. Yeah. And uh, have you, I, I'm so close to ordering some Charlotte's Web. Because I want to like, I want to like, I'm, I want to learn more about it. Mm-hmm. Because Pete Holmes is like, it keeps me kind of mellow and it takes away with the pain. And I'm like, well, I've got a lot of pain issues, you know, like my wrists constantly hurt from all the, the tippy typing, you know, my back. Like I'm getting to the point now where it hurts to sit, and uh, you know, because I'm sitting, you know, sitting all day now, and and I'm like sitting there and I'm like, man, I want to try some of the Charlotte's Web if it does what I, you know, want it to, but. I don't know, like, how it works or how they're even legally able to sell it. 
well, that's, what, that's what it's interesting because he says like they can't advertise on Twitter and Facebook, but like he can talk about it. So I don't understand that. I mean, I do understand the the THC versus the CBD aspect of it. So it's not the mm-hmm. psychotropic aspect, but it's more the medicinal hemp side of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, I understand the two different uh, because that's for a lot of folks that uh, take uh, medicinal marijuana. Um, they are actually looking for the CB, the the contents that are high in CBD and not necessarily high in THC. Um, mm-hmm. So there's a difference where it's it's not all the same. Like where you can just get ibuprofen. Obviously, there's there's tons of different things. Um, yeah. So the the most of the medicinal aspect of marijuana comes from the CBD. So if they're able to get just the CBD extract out and use that, it is a it is an interesting concept. Um, so so that could be a, another uh, uh, product review uh, of that as well. <laughs> you should, we should have another segment that's just called Rick Teaches Don Science. Because <laughs> it's like, I know I know nothing about nothing. All I know is that the earth is flat and climate change is a hoax. Especially being a hoax since this is the first time uh, in history that Chicago has not had sn- accumulated and a, a recorded accumulated snowfall in January or, and February. <laughs> Um, so, I mean, the fact that it was, you know, 70 last Wednesday, uh, in Chicago, um, you know, in in the middle of February means nothing. I was grateful for it because it helped the carpet dry that was in my room that was previously, uh, submerged underwater the day before. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's obviously, uh, you know, a complete myth and fake and, and, you know, uh, uh, just hodgepodge (laughs) science that's, that's there. I know. <laughs> oh, I know. Oh, man. I tell you. I know there was a, a basketball player who said that Kyrie Irving is a flat earther. I, I saw some of that this week, and I, I saw things passing around, and then I just never uh, I never circled back on it because I, I, no matter me reading more of that story was not going to make my brain happier in any way, shape, or form. Um, so I just, you know. Let, let that one lie. Well, I, I just, all I want to say about it is that he went to Duke. That's all I want to say. Okay. <laughs> and, uh... So I, I know you've got to get to studying, and then uh, I actually did not uh, set up dinner for us here because, before we started recording because uh, it ran late. We were going to take a walk, but then it was also storming with a uh, thunderstorm in February with a potential uh, tornado watch <laughs> south of us. <laughs> Um, yeah. so that wasn't going for going well for going outside. Um, but there, there was a topic I wanted to talk about and that was the, the modern masters three spoilers, but we can table that for next week. Um, because by then I believe all of them shall be spoiled. Um, we can talk about price increases, price decreases and things like that. Um, maybe another rerun on the, uh, the, uh, economics of, of magic. Um, and we can hit some of the points that uh, that you were getting requested for before, um, mm-hmm. and then we can set up a a bet to see how far some of these fetch lands actually fall, um, and see uh, see who actually uh, wants to to put their money or self humiliation where their mouth <laughs> is, um, and and go from there. That is okay. So that'll be that. And uh, next week there'll also be uh, hopefully some switch, switch talk. Reviews. Okay. Switch review. I have to figure out if I'm going to buy a game with it or not. Uh, everything everything I want comes out later in March. 
in in April. That's so. what that's what one of the other guys was saying here when I was playing Friday night at the the shop. Um, one of the other guys there that was at one of the Switch events in town here, um, he was saying he's probably going to hold off on the on getting a Switch itself just because all of the games he's looking at doesn't or they do not uh, come out until at least you know May June. Um, and by that time it's summer, et cetera. So he may end up just waiting for the holiday season to get it. But, um, that's a, been a very similar experience that, that I've seen from everybody else saying the same thing where they're looking to get, um, the switch, but most of the games they want don't come out for a little bit yet. Yeah. So I will say anybody who listens to this before, uh, I just want to get this in and then we can wrap up. Um, they are, stores are getting in limited, limited supplies of switches, uh, so I would wait. I would most likely wait to get one for the holiday season. Uh, however, because of the scalpers and because of because of the way that the Wii went and some other recent Nintendo products have gone, I am very, very cautious to not be ready on day one to get the Switch and to be able to have it available for the holiday season for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, and I'll probably, honestly, I'll probably get Breath of the Wild or uh, Bomberman, Super Bomberman R, because uh, I do like those games. But I'm so cautious about taking any kind of action about not getting that. Like I'm probably gonna end up waking up at like 5 a.m. and going down to GameStop at three or five, you know, five ten in the morning, and wait outside till they open, or maybe you know, or maybe do like a mid. No, they're doing a midnight thing, so that'll be fine. Uh, but I'm like, I'm super concerned because they've had so many supply issues. And another key point is that they're only, they've only manufactured 2 million worldwide. Mm -hmm. And Nintendo is notoriously shit for producing stuff lately. Uh, if you thought, if you can think about how long it actually took the Wii to get circulated, it was like a good year and a half, two years. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. And this system from what I've seen in the reviews of Breath of the Wild and from a lot of the podcasts and stuff I've listened to, this it's on point and very easily this system the switch is gonna be a Breath of the Wild box. But it's portable, it's smooth, like a lot of people are in on it. And once what really happens is that demand's gonna go insane once Splat- Splatoon's coming out in March. Splatoon 2 is coming out in March. Mm-hmm. Um, then you've got Mario Kart Deluxe coming out uh, in April, at like the beginning of April. And then there's just a smorgasbord of stuff. So, you know, I'm more excited about that than I am for the new Mass Effect. And, you know, one of those can only hold you over for so long. So, <laughs> you'll be playing Mass Effect for two years. Uh, <laughs> yep. So that's my thing. It's like if you want to make sure you have one, I'd, the sooner you get it, the better. Because uh, their supply, their supplies, I just know it's going to be scalped. Oh, like absolutely. It's, ar- it's already getting scalped now. And I don't think Nintendo is understanding how much demand there is going to be for this system. Mm-hmm. Because they're like, oh, well, people want it. And I think there's going to be more, especially once those reviews come out. Breath of the Wild's gotten 10s for magazines that never give 10s. Uh, from the little bit of gameplay that I've seen of Breath of the Wild, it's not my kind of game, but I want to play it. And the fact that they're even hitting towards that is absolutely insane. So I'm not someone who likes Zelda. You know, you can play me all you want. Uh, 
I'm not one. Nobody flames us, but we, we need more people flaming us. Mm-hmm. We're getting Twitter wars. So uh, I'm not a breath. I'm not a Zelda fan. I want to play Breath of the Wild. I, like, I've heard nothing but good things about it. So that's yeah. that's something that again, like I, I'm the same way. Like I'm a huge RPG fan, um, but I've never thoroughly enjoyed a Zelda game. I've just mm-hmm. never been much of a Zelda gamer. Um, but I, I mean, that's what everything I've heard is, is it's one of the best ones out there. Yeah. It, I'm excited for it. I want to, I want to, you know, I want to check it out. So we'll be able to talk about that. The, the modern match three spoilers. And if we're lucky, I may, uh, I may do a review of, uh, of a game off the maxi 15 cart. And, uh, Give you a little, give you a little taste of old school Nintendo. That works. Yep. Okay, so wrapping up this week, uh, go watch Forty Four Hundred. Go watch People vs OJ Simpson. Uh, go look at Don's uh, Netflix uh, list. Uh, we'll, we'll get those posted somewhere, uh, and then uh, uh, next week we'll have uh, plenty of content to come back to. Yep. 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 Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a week. See you later.